Welcome to Ultra Modern. This is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by Crosswalk Future Of that examines the ways that God is moving and working in today's world. To learn more about Future Of, follow us on Instagram at futureof.cw. Hello, welcome to the Ultra Modern Podcast. It's so great that you're listening in this morning. My name is Andy, um, and I have a very special guest here today. He is one of the best skaters you probably will ever meet in your life. He is one of the best surfers you'll ever meet in your life. I think he's probably one of the best snowboarders you'll ever meet in your life, and one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's a pastor here on staff at Crosswalk. He is none other than Mike Rhinus. What's up, Mike? What's happening? You are too kind, brother, too kind. <laughs> Thank you. Super stoked to be here, Future of Family. Just honored, super honored yeah, to be bro. on Ultra Modern. Yeah, dude, it's so it's so great to have you on here. Uh, when I was thinking about the the list of people that I wanted, you were you were definitely in the mix. <sighs> Man. Like I I think you just have such good perspective on life, and not only that, bro. You you have this way of just calming people. Like wow. you, I don't know if it's to do with your enneagram number or just ah. your personality in general. You just have this way of just making people feel calm and like things are going to be okay. Dude. And I, I, for the past two years now that we've known each other, what, when did you start working yeah, at Crosswalk? Almost two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. I, I remember just growing our friendship. I was like, who's this guy? He's very happy all the time. <laughs> and just getting to know you, bro, has been the best. And I mean, just to let everybody into a little bit of our friendship and relationship, like Mike has helped me through tough times, has given me the best advice. And bro, I am a better person because I know you. And I just know that through listening to this podcast, people are going to just gain so much and become better versions of themselves because of that, bro. So, so happy to have you on here. Thank you. Praise God, man. That is, that's high praise, brother. I really appreciate that. And I value your friendship as well. And I've been so thankful for our journey together. And I'm stoked for what the future holds. Dude, bro moment. Yeah. Let's bro out. Bro That's mo. awesome. <laughs> bro moment. Um, dude, thanks so much for being here. So uh, we are in like a series right now. It's called Rebuild the Dream. Hmm. And this whole series has kind of been about building strong foundations for this year. So nice. there's no question 2020 was a crazy year. Uh, 2021 has had its share of crazy moments. And hmm. honestly, crazy is the new normal. Like things are just always <laughs> going to be wild. You just got to yep. expect that now. And uh, one of the things that I found this year and last year is that I need to have the right foundations in my life Mm. for me to actually uh, experience the goodness of God. For example, before uh, COVID hit, my spiritual life or my life was very much uh, based on my worship experience every Saturday, which was great because up until that up until COVID, there was never an existence apart from that, right? We never mm-hmm. thought like, what if we couldn't do this anymore? Exactly. Never thought about that. Then all of a sudden, COVID hits, and the one thing that was sustaining my faith is taken, and I found myself in a lot of lows, found myself looking and searching for God, trying to feel connected to God. And now that we've gotten to 2021, one of the things that I've really learned is I need to be intentional with building my foundations. If I want to experience the, the life that God has for me, I have to be intentional in w- the ways that he's reaching out to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And what that's looked like is we've had conversations on prayer. We've had conversations on creativity. We've had conversations on, you know, the importance of devotional life. And one of the things that I've found in my life, not only in 2020, but in retrospect, since I met Josh and Isai, really, is that community is so, so important. <sighs> key it's key bro we're not meant to do life alone um Mm -hmm. and today i just want to have a conversation on the importance of community what does community mean what does it mean to have a true friend what does it mean to have a a church community and you know for those who are in relationships what does it look like to be in a right relationship you know um so i just want to get started off by talking about this um i think there's been this disconnect between community life and church and church being uh, this event that happens every week. And what I mean is, for me growing up, church wasn't really the people the, the people that I would do life with. It was mm. the place that I would visit once a week. Mm. And I think it's really important to talk about um, why a community is necessary for your spiritual life. Church isn't just this event. It's actually the people you do life with. So can you talk to us a little bit about community? I know we're going to start, start off on friendship, but 
Let's start off with community. Just go with the flow, Go man. with the flow, bro. Talk yeah. to us about community, man. Oh, bro, thank you. Well, if I can just just affirm your ministry really oh, briefly. Thanks, like Future of Family, you are blessed because <laughs> this guy right here is something else. I'm always just amazed. Your leadership, your intentionality, um, man, even just even just the way you're you're lining up this series for yeah, this man. community is amazing. So want to want to affirm that, bro. You're the best, Love man. what you're doing, man. Thank yeah. you, Mike. And um, I think you're absolutely right. Community is essential. It's key for our lives. And I I witnessed that same exact thing mm. when I when when we shut down. Like worship is one of the most powerful ways that I connect with God. Yeah. yeah. And so to go from this dynamic worship experience every mm-hmm. week, multiple times a week. You yeah, know, like dude. there were there were days where I was in every single service, like full on, all mm-hmm. out praise, you know? Yeah, bro. Like I can remember just standing next to Pastor Tim and just like being in the moment, like tears of joy yeah. just flowing, you know, worshiping next to you, bro. Oh, oh So I was, I, I didn't realize like how dependent on that I was. Yeah. Right. And so to, to hear you say that, I, I resonate with that so much. And that's something I think many, many people connect with as yeah, well. Man. So to, to go from that to nothing, like this hard, just yeah. stop, <laughs> uh-huh. we went into lockdown and, and really the way I would kind of categorize last year was like, it was a year of disconnection, mm. right? It was a total year of disconnection from, uh, close loved ones, even, you know, yeah. like our core, our, our key people in life, we were, I mean, for our family, I'll speak for myself, like we were intentionally being cautious with how mm. we engaged, even yeah. with our closest loved ones, yeah. right? So so all of a sudden we, we go from just, just this full life where, you know, for me as like a pretty extreme extrovert, like time yeah. with others is what feeds me, yeah. you know? Like <laughs> it is totally like what I need. And so, um, yeah, we went from that to all of a sudden being isolated, yeah. being <laughs> quarantined mm-hmm. so many times throughout the year, like yeah, truly not seeing anybody for, for various reasons. And I think the, uh, the communal element that you're speaking of in terms of how we connect at church and being part of this vibrant community of believers, um, really, really suffered. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so going back to the original question, yeah, how critical that is, you know, one of the verses that comes to mind in scripture uh, from Psalms 133, you know, how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in community, right? In in unity. And I think in the message version, I love it. It says like, how, how wonderful, how beautiful when when good people unite, you know, I'm like, that's the word right there, man. It is a blessing from God. You know, um, I was doing a a little bit of reading kind of in preparation for this conversation and uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he has this book, Bonhoeffer. Life Together. And dude, it's just, he highlights the value of community there. Yeah. It's all about community. And one thing he says that really just hit me, he's like, it is a grace from God. It mm. is an incredible grace that we're given to be together in community. Wow. And the beauty of it is really like that community that we experience as a gift from God is is in Christ and it's through Christ, wow. right? So there's like this incredible like richness and depth yeah. that we really need for survival. I think you touched on that already. Like yeah. we we need that element in our lives. Yeah, bro. So, well, I don't know if you want to roll well, on or if I can dude, say one more, more. thing to this. Yeah, keep going, dude. <laughs> that, that's why you're here, bro. Keep going. Um, what I wanted to say was a bit more of a, a practical application. Yes, please. We right? need practicality, bro. I, I'm finding that even though we are disconnected physically, the ways in which we can connect virtually are still meaningful. Mm. Right? So wow. I went from, like, my week before COVID would be back to back. I mean, some days I would have people coming into my office to meet for, for Bible studies or counseling or grief support or whatever. Like I, I could sometimes have like four or five like office appointments a wow. day. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Which like I said already, that's like super good for me. That's my sweet spot. Nice. So that all ended, but now I, I do all this virtually. Right. Mm. So I'm doing a lot of premarital counseling. I'm doing still a a lot of individual and even small group Bible studies virtually. And there is this really sweet element to it. 
right? Mm. Like it is fulfilling in a certain sense. Yeah. Not the fullest sense, but there's certainly this element of, um, yeah, fulfillment that comes from that. So, so if you're feeling disconnected, I would recommend like setting up a time to connect yeah. virtually yeah. with your core people, like with your friends, with your family. Um, and that's even something we could do better at as well. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's really important and it adds value for sure. That's so good, bro. Because I, I resonate with maybe the discomfort or the letdown people may feel. I'm trying to find the right word for it because it's online. Yeah. And in reality, nothing is going to beat the in-person experience. Right. I mean, before COVID, there was this, this thought movement of like, we're going to move online. Like everything is going to go online. The future is online. Mm -hmm. And then we stepped into a realm <laughs> where everything was online. And, and we realized, no, no, no. The in-person experience is really what, what we crave. Oh, yeah. And yet we're in a season where we, can, we can't do in-person the safest yet, right? Where we want right. to be intentional with that. So like, I understand. I resonate deeply with people who have a hard time experiencing community online mm -hmm. because talking to someone in the box or on text is so much different than than this even this like talking right. to you right here is so so great yeah, last week is. tim uh tim almost i don't know if he wants me to say this two weeks ago <laughs> uh tim had like a covid scare and he almost had to do a a <sighs> zoom uh podcast and i and i was like yeah it'll be the same conversation but part of me was just bummed right yeah because that in person is just so so sweet but again mm -hmm. i'm like hyping it up but we can't even do these things um <laughs> how can we find meeting would you say in in the zoom or like every saturday we're in the chat um yeah. on saturdays for church like how can we find meaning in that right now oh wow such a good question so i to a certain degree i think we have to lean in right mm. like there's there's like a mental switch that we need to to make yeah. where we say like I accept this, I accept this means wow. and I will lean into this and I will give it my, my efforts. Yeah. Right. So you can be, you can live in that space of like, this is the worst, this is horrible. And you can go down that route. Mm. Like it can spiral you out. Yeah. But if you, if you have that mentality of no, let me actually seek, seek the good in this. Let me wow. draw the benefit from this yeah. and lean into that. I think that that's the first step, obviously. Um, I still, you know, like when we're, when we're chatting online during church worship service, like, you know, we as like staff here at church, <laughs> we've kind of joked like, well, you we would never be chatting with somebody in a live worship service. So like, <laughs> why true. are we, why are we promoting <laughs> chat right now? It's like, well, it's different because, you know, the virtual means, obviously you have that ability, that platform right. to chat yeah. and you don't have, yeah, what's unique is that outside of the service, you don't have the time and space like you used to, mm. right? So if you have a person is online for a worship service, you have them for that hour. Yeah. You don't have them for 20 minutes afterwards or 10 minutes before right, when yeah. they're mixing and mingling. So yeah. you kind of just have to take advantage in that moment. Right. So I think, yeah, I think you got to lean in and um, yeah, appreciate it That's for good. what it is. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a switch that the individual has to have mm. in a moment like that where I, I very much am also in that category. Cause as much like I'm a pastor here at crosswalk and I'm there in the chat to talk to people on Saturdays, but there is a moment where I'm also part of the community. Cause I also want to be fed and, and, right. and, and I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there, there's probably a responsibility on the individual to say this, my relationship with Jesus and my community is important to me. Mm. And if this is the only way that I can do it right now, okay like that's just what it has to be which is which is just a difficult switch because I, what i want is to be able to be in person to be able to like talk to yeah. someone without the fear of getting sick or, or getting someone else sick you know mm -hmm. um but i mean right now that's not the case and i i, I very I, I think that's good advice yeah. to, to someone like just lean in like you got to just lean in dude what is your experience with church community in the past because for me mm. uh i've told this story before um, where, where I want to get to is why people need community, yeah. uh, because I know people that will show up sometimes like online or show up in person when we were doing things, but they wouldn't like try to become a part of the community, like mm. to, to gather together, to meet together. It was more of an event, which I've, I've done as well. Um, growing up for me, church was kind of a scary place. Cause I, 
it meant like talking to new people. You're right. you're super extrovert. I'm the exact opposite, bro. I'm super right. introvert, right? Right. And it's super hard for me to talk to new people, mm. to to just put myself out there because it's it's a very vulnerable place for me. Like for me to put myself out there is for somebody to pick me apart. And I remember this one time, uh, I went to a church. I won't say which church, but I went to a church. I was I was younger, and and I didn't know anybody yet but I was going to this church and I wanted to meet new people, but every week I would just chicken out because I, I was too scared to, to, to talk, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I kept week after week just telling myself like, this is the day. And as soon as I get in the moment, I'd be like, all right, next week, next week, we'll get it next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I remember one Saturday, finally, I just, I just told myself like, Andy, this is it. Like, this is the day you're going to actually meet someone. And I remember getting to the church, butterflies in my stomach, I got into the classroom. I was right behind the group of boys that I had been wanting to talk to for so long. And finally, I just went for it. Went out, tapped the guy on the shoulder in front of me, you know, and he turned around and I was like nervous. And I just go, hey, I'm Andy. And, you know, when you say that in a normal conversation, right, they'll probably respond, hi, I'm Bobby or like whatever it is. So that's what I'm expecting. And he goes, shut up, stupid. And, and just dagger in the heart dude i honestly i couldn't comprehend what happened because that was that was worst case scenario in my head yeah exactly sometimes that's where your mind wants to go but this time it it didn't and i was just shocked i was like oh and you know he just turned back around you know and i remember leaving that day crying like i never want to go back to that church again and 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 that was I, I brought this up a couple times in my sermons and shout out to high schoolers who are listening right now because they've definitely <laughs> heard this story before. Um, but I say that because that was kind of a formative part of my my experience with church. Mm-hmm. Although that one kid wasn't the church, right? It was just an experience I had with the church. And for a lot yeah. of people, they're kind of scared of a church community. The, and, and rightly so. I would say if you were to ask some random person on the street, how they felt about the church or how they thought the church felt about them, it probably mm. wouldn't be the most positive list, right? It would probably be, I think the church is mad at me. I think the church will judge me, you know? Yep. And stepping into a church is so scary. But at the same time, like you said, community is a grace given by God. There's right. so much meaning in community. Yeah. So what would what has your experience been with, with the church community? And and why is it important to, to the spiritual life? Mm-hmm. Wow. First of all, shame on that person, man. <laughs> that that story always gets me. I'm like, oh, it just makes my blood boil, you know? Like, oh, yeah, here dude. you are, this introvert, like, reaching yeah, out. Dude. Like, the amount of courage it took <laughs> you to reach that level, like, week after week, like, building, 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 and then just shattered. Oh, it's gone, bro. Oh, dude, yeah. Thank you for the empathy, bro. Oh, for I sure, man. You deserve so much more. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I need Mike. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you are the best, bro. So, unfortunately... I think you touched on it already is that a lot of times people will be turned off either by an experience in church or what they've heard about mm. others experiences in church. Yeah. So I think what you said is like, it can be a very critical place, right? It's right. the place where you should come and experience the, the least amount of judgment yeah. and yeah. critique. And yet in certain cases, it's the place that an individual will go and experience the most. Wow. Right. And yeah. it's devastating. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it just like this quote from, uh, from Gandhi, like, I, I love, I love, uh, your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. You know, I wow, probably butchered yeah. that, but, but you know, like there's this element of, um, judgment from, from certain churches that just, ah, it's devastating. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. So what, what I love about crosswalk mm-hmm. is that one of our end statements is that this is a place of belonging, wow. right? So yeah. we are committed to acceptance. We are committed to people's experience here wow. being positive, that we are opening, we're, we're like, yeah, open arms, open hearts, open mm. minds. Like we, so we just welcome them in love and grace and acceptance. Yeah. And so, I mean, truly this church, the experience at this church is like no other church I've ever been part of, wow. right? Wow. So to, to your question, I've, um, well, yeah, growing up, you know, I grew up here in Loma Linda, was part of Loma Linda Academy and all the, all that goes along with yeah. that, but was at youth group at Loma Linda University Church, you know, <laughs> like had good experiences overall. Um, 
a really, a really beautiful and transformative experience for me with church was when I was at seminary. Uh, my wife and I, Dana, we were, we were part of like a small group church. It was mm. called a cell church. Wow. And so part of the experience as a seminarian is you have to actually unite with a church and like serve mm. in, in a ministry capacity. Right. And so I linked up with this church and, you know, like had to lead a small group, but what's great was it was a small group of pastors, essentially like other seminarians. So, right. yeah. so it was really, uh, wow. Like the collegiality there was incredible because you never, you know, like sometimes I think people hesitate to like lead a small group because they think I've got to know it all mm. or I've got to teach or, wow. you know, like I don't know how to answer these, these questions and such. So it was beautiful to have just like a really robust and <laughs> dynamic group of people. Yeah. But outside of that, Wow, that experience was incredible. Yeah, dude. And the growth that came from that that year plus of being in that small group. I remember when we were leaving, like I finished my time there, I got my degree. It was our last group meeting. Man, they just circled us in prayer. Wow. And I'll share this experience. Like I, I you know, I kind of hesitate, but this is something that was really profound for me. Yeah. Um, sometimes people say, like, oh, I had this experience with God or whatever. And right, it's like yeah. sometimes people's ears perk up, like, oh, what's this? You know, but yeah, yeah. For me, um, in that moment, like I had my eyes closed and I was just in prayer, like just receiving it. And this like this image, like this vision came to me, like as I had my eyes closed of just like this beautiful like garden of flowers and like aromas. And it was like, it was so profound that like I, even in the moment I was experiencing it, I was just thinking like, this is something special. Like it was just, and I don't know, like, like I said, I hesitate to share it because it's kind of like out there, but I just, uh, there was like such a sweetness to that experience. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. So we still are connected to a lot of those group members That's and awesome. just, yeah, awesome. Dude, yeah, I. so you said a couple of things that are really good. And, and one, I like the way that your, I don't know how to say it, your brain works or maybe the way that, that God communicates with you because it, it seems like there was a very vivid imagery mm-hmm. or that, that was, that matched your experience in that moment. Yeah. Like the beauty and the tranquility <sighs> and yep. the growth that happens in a church community. Right. And you touched on that lightly, that that year you experienced a lot of growth Mm -hmm. because of that community. So I want to talk a little bit about that because sometimes church, church isn't always known as a place where you grow, even though it Mm. would kind of make sense. But but for some people where you grow is like, you grow when you start getting educated or you grow when you go to counseling, which is good. Go to counseling. I will always be an advocate of counseling. Pro. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pro tip. Uh, But when it comes to church, for whatever reason, it hasn't always been the place where I'm going to go to church to learn to actually grow my heart. So Mm. what would you say to someone that is wanting to go to church or or needs perspective right now on why a church community can actually grow them? Maybe you could talk about your experience. Why did your church uh, community grow you? Right, right, right. So, wow. On the spot. Sure. Sorry yeah. about no, that. No, 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 that's totally, <laughs> it's such a good question. I'm just trying to think of the best way to answer it. Um, I think one of the unique things about Crosswalk is is that, like, you know, I'm like the discipleship pastor here. Mm-hmm. So p- a big part of that responsibility, I feel like, falls onto my role here, which I I do hold in very high regard. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I know that it's like, it's a shared responsibility that we all carry, right? Because we're all in that, in that zone of like helping teach and guide mm. others and helping others grow, right? In yeah. their, in their relationship with God. So I think that our worship experience here for one, when we were having it yeah. was so dynamic, um, that it was it was helping a lot of individuals right, have yeah. breakthrough, have incredible spiritual growth, right? And then the way that Pastor Tim just breaks open the word and teaches the word, it has also I've heard countless times where people yeah. just say it's helping them understand things better, it's helping them grow in deeper wow. ways and deeper yeah. connections with God. So so I think truly the the experience here in our church especially is very dynamic and it's just conducive for incredible spiritual growth. Mm. And I think you have to be willing to, to have that and to yeah. have that be your experience, right? So something I actually wanted to tack on to what we were talking about earlier, um, as we were thinking about like, how do you, how do you connect with community? You know, part of the, 
the individual's experience needs to be a willingness to like wow. reach out wow, and yeah. to ask for communicate what That's the need huge. is right yeah, yeah, yeah it was in regards to um, connecting online like if you're if you're coming to church and it's an online chat platform you have to be willing to voice your you know yeah. like your need what you need right 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 so um i'm just thinking of recently somebody in our community reached out fairly new to faith and they just sent an email to the church which got passed on to me and they said hey i'm just looking for ways to connect mm -hmm. and i was like awesome so i set up a zoom meeting with this person and uh we connected we talked about surfing nice. it was really cool like we had some commonality there yeah and then I just started listing like the various ways they could get connected, like different ministries, uh, Bible studies, small groups, uh, talked about your ministries, mm. like, you know, serving in di different capacities. And it has been the most beautiful thing because this person wow. and I, like we started individual Bible studies. They joined one of our small groups. Wow. They come to our Thursday morning drive-in devotionals. Yes. Like they are like fully in yeah. and it stemmed from their desire to reach out an that's expression so of that need right, right so yeah. so i think that's really where it comes down to is like you have to if you need it you've got to be willing to ask for it that's and so that good. ties into so many like much more of the relationship aspect of conversation yeah. that we'll have i think oh yeah yeah, yeah. for sure I, I think you a doctor can't help you i'm saying that our pastors are doctors per se we have the great physician that is jesus yes, yes. <laughs> um but but let's put it in terms of like going to the doctor like the doctor mm. can only help you if you tell them what's going on right right like you don't even need to know exactly what the issue is but you, if you don't express it to the doctor like what's going on then how are you going to receive help you know mm -hmm. and i think there has to be a willingness when when if you want community if you're looking for people to do life with well then you got to reach out for that community which yeah. places a bigger responsibility on us right yeah because we have to create a culture where if someone's going to be brave enough or courageous enough to come with their their questions or come yeah. with their their needs then that means like we got to be ready right yeah like so let me say this to anybody who's thinking about reaching out we're ready come come and talk to us we want to do life with you you are not absolutely. alone absolutely absolutely dude so we kind of just did uh i like that we started with community yeah. we just did like the bigger uh community that we're, we should be a part of church right mm -hmm. now when you go to church you know a lot of people and you, you, there's a big community that you do life with. Mm -hmm. But then I think everybody also has their inner circle, like the people that yeah. they do life with uh, more intimately, right? right? So for me in my life, some of the closest people that I have um, are like Josh or Isai, mm -hmm. these people who, who know my story, who I, I am able to freely yeah. even talk about my past with or tell them about life with, you know? And right. finding a friendship has been so important to my spiritual growth, my growth as a person, you mm -hmm. know? Um, can you talk to us a little bit about why friendships are important? And then what I wanna get to is how do we pick the right friends? Like how do we, how do we like yeah. really lean into the right friendships? Cause I'm, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think every friendship is good, but anyways, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, man, good stuff. <laughs> so why is friendship important? I'm thinking about um, Brene Brown, if you know, Ooh, you know yeah, her work with, with vulnerability and courage. She has this line, and I think it's daring greatly, but she says that um, as human beings, we're hardwired for connection, right? There's this neurobiology in our brain that is like there is a desperate need for community and connection, wow. right? So, so right there, the starting point is like we need friends. Mm. We need community we need connection yeah right it's part of our being it's part of our human experience right so it's absolutely critical that we have some core people some key people in our lives mm. that we go to that we turn to right yeah so to hear you say like you've got you've got your people that's awesome Thank i've got you. my people i know yeah. listeners you've got your people yeah but certainly there are people out there mm -hmm. that are feeling alone they're feeling isolated they may be wondering how do i how do i get people <laughs> you're like <laughs> yeah. how do i have that yeah that's what real. Do i need to do to get that um so i don't have all the answers for that but no <laughs> so you you can experience that by getting tapped into community right yeah, like yeah. It, maybe maybe it's through the various ministries here mm -hmm. um 
a small group. I mean, that's just a beautiful way to grow and experience one another and engage. So, so there's, there's those opportunities, but yeah, friendship is so critical. Um, and then what was the second part of it? Uh, I think we're getting to you said yeah like how do you pick the right friends oh oh right 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 which yeah because I know in my life I've had a lot of friends but some of those friends probably weren't the most wow best friends that I should have let into yeah. my life you know yeah 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 so how do you even make that distinction you know like For who's sure. a good friend who's somebody we probably shouldn't mm-hmm. hang out with as much or I don't know how do you even approach that yeah wow man that is so good I'm thinking back on an experience I had like fourth fifth sixth grade Mm. taking it way back i had this core group like there were four of us these four guys myself and three others just the best of buddies right we yeah yeah we would do everything together like we were so tight and there was one of us that was like more of the like the ringleader i would Mm. say and as we kind of like continued in our friendship and then in the years of like school and education like he became like uh, just kind of a bad guy like he started like picking on people more oh, man. um and a lot of his like his anger all of a sudden started turning on to me for some reason oh, yeah no. and so i can recall like several things that he did or said to me that were like they caused such deep hurt mm. because here he he was one of my my guys you right, know like i yeah. thought like we're best buddies you know like we are so so close and and here like man he did some things and said some things to me that like it took a lot of years for me to like work through or like work towards forgiveness even like i can remember as i was older trying to do some like therapeutic type of work like healing Mm. past hurts and stuff and this thing cropped up and i was like whoa that was like i was like 10 or 11 years old you know and it was like a pretty deep wound so the statement that comes to mind mm. is that hurt people hurt people. Wow. Right? Yeah. And what happened, what I was kind of oblivious to, like when you're young, you don't really know much about like a person's home life, right. what their experience is like. Yeah. And um, his his family life was pretty twisted. It was, it was bad. There was just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of hurt. And that was just pouring out into mm. his friendships and into his relationships, right? Wow. So yeah. I didn't have the wherewithal at that time to, like, distance myself because it was like, you know, like, those friendships are really important, especially at a young age. Like, now, if I were in a relationship where I was being abused like that, yeah, I would walk away or I would say, like, hey, you're not treating me well. Right. So yeah. I'm going to distance myself from mm. you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put up with this, right? Yeah. But back then, it's like, just like... <laughs> going back, you know, like whatever I can do to stay part of this gang, right, this crew, yeah, like this yeah. clique, you know, like I'll, I'll do it. I'll take the abuse or the trauma, uh-huh, you know? Yeah. So, so I think, wow, in our lives today, like selecting friends, having friends in our lives. Um, I think one of the, one of the most important things to like really identify mm-hmm. is what it produces in you. Wow. Right? Like, yeah. Is this relationship producing joy? Like joy is a real key marker in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And so like I look for that for sure. Is it something that's producing joy? Is this something that's bringing value? Wow. Is this, you know, like causing you even to produce good fruit, right? As yeah. we're thinking about like fruits of the spirit in all these aspects of life. Like, you know, I think about the, the difference between like, um, yeah, a positive experience and a negative experience or what I would term maybe like a toxic relationship, right? Mm. So again, to go back to stories of my childhood, yeah. in high Let's school, go. I started hanging out with some pretty toxic people. Like I thought they were cool. And, you know, like mm-hmm. when I look now, like my parents definitely saw them as like negative influences, right. yeah. which totally led me down a path that i shouldn't have gone down Mm. right but like again like in the moment when you're young you're just looking for like (laughs) acceptance yeah looking to have fun you know like um open to trying new things new experiences um so yeah i think i think as you grow and as you mature you can identify those things more clearly yeah so so a big marker yeah is joy or toxicity (laughs) you know like what's this relationship doing for me what's it producing and evoking in me 
and then yeah like measure that like am yeah. i becoming a better person because of this relationship or wow. is this relationship causing me to feel more anxious or more stressed or That's more great. frustrated or upset or whatever yeah. or is it something that you say like wow every time i'm with that person i feel better yeah. It makes me want to be better or do better. You know, th that's those so are the good. measurements for me. Yeah, I think that's such a good measurement as well because I think, I mean, I've been in friendships, relationships around people where I'm just like, this is taking a lot from me. Like, it doesn't seem like I'm gaining more than I'm losing. Mm. And being mm. in a toxic friendship can always, I mean, it's so difficult to get out of. Yeah. And, you know, one one thing that you point out, uh, is really well is that hurt people hurt people, right? Mm, mm. So sometimes, like I'm the biggest empath. Is that is that right? Sure. Empathetic, yeah. whatever the noun version of that is. Anyways, let's move on from grammar. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like really empathetic. So as soon as I understand yeah. someone's situation, I very much quickly move to like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Like I understand, mm. I get it, right? Mm -hmm. And I can see how that, that could also be unhealthy, right? To mm. quickly forgive, or maybe not quickly forgive, to quickly maybe brush under the rug and accept like the abuse or the the toxicity of a relationship right mm -hmm. how how would somebody approach that because i feel like that's more common than than maybe having a best friend like having maybe a toxic friend or a toxic relationship right yeah and you may understand things but how do you approach it so i mean mm. in, maybe in your life or relationships like how does that how has, how has that played out wow yeah uh, so the couple of things I'm thinking about is the importance of like vulnerability mm -hmm. and just openness. Like, so in, in that relationship, if you are recognizing these patterns, especially if they're unhealthy yeah. and toxic, um, you, you have that onus on you to address it. Right. And, mm -hmm. and to say like, kind of, I maybe mentioned that earlier, like, um, what you're doing or what you're saying is unkind or it's wow. causing me to feel this way. Right. Like, uh, and so you, you have to be willing to take that step. And I think that takes a lot of courage, yeah, you know, some, for sure. certainly for like a, maybe a person that's more introverted than extroverted, you know, like that mm -hmm. is willing, like you're saying to be so empathetic and to, um, you know, forgive time and time again, which we're called to do. Yeah. Right. Obviously. Um, but that doesn't mean that you, when you forgive over and over again, you allow yourself to continue to be a doormat that right. something just walks all over, yeah. right? Like you can forgive and you can move on. You can find healing from that, that hurt, mm -hmm. but you don't have to continue to be hurt right. time and time again. Right. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, we're certainly called to forgive, but you have to, you have to have that courage to, yeah. to know, to know when to step away and to, you know, yeah. like engage thoughtfully and meaningfully to say like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a pause from this or I'm yeah. going to step back from you because of such and such. Yeah. And I'm sure there also might be a degree of, no, that's not how I want to say it. What I mean is if you're actually going to talk to the person, whatever friendship relationship that you're in and let them know what you're feeling, that actually might be the first time they've ever encountered something like wow. that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that sometimes like you said hurt people hurt people and maybe nobody's ever had the courage to say hey yeah. are you okay like wow. you're, 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 you're i'm being hurt by this relationship but is there something going on mm. and i mean being being uh in real friendships one of the things that i've recognized is that i need to be able to call out my friend and they need to be able to call me out on the yep. things that i'm doing wrong in fact that's probably one of the markers of a real friendship or a real relationship. Like, can Absolutely. you tell your friendship or your partner, Hey, you hurt my feelings when you said this or that when you did this. Yeah. And, and really, I think maybe a marker of a good friendship is that ability to tell the person, Hey, you hurt my feelings, you know? Right. And, and so one of my fears growing up when I, my parents, my parents had the perfect radar on everything. Nice. Like mom down, shut out you guys. Cause you guys <laughs> always were right. Um, but I remember them warning me about certain friends mm. and they would be like, that person's toxic, like, yeah. or, or that's dangerous. They're doing some things. And I'd be like, no, mom. And they would, my parents were very kind. They wouldn't say like, you can't be friends with them. They mm. would say, think about your relationship with them. Are you growing yeah. from it? You know? Wow. And that would make me stressed out because I would feel like the answer was, I guess I got to break off this friendship. Right? Mm. Mm. 
but maybe one of the things that we're getting to is it doesn't mean break up the friendship right away. It means try working on it. Like, right. have you actually taken a step to telling this person, hey, you kind of are hurting my feelings. Hey, you kind of make me feel unseen when you do this mm. or whatever the scenario is, right? Yeah. Like, try to approach it. Mm-hmm. But also there is that degree where I'm sure there's a point where you've done what you could and if you're not gaining from this and that person's not growing and it's just this circle, yeah. I mean, the hard decision at some point has to be made. Like, this is just not gonna, not a friendship, not a relationship that needs to continue. That 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 is that's super tough. Bro, you said it right there, man. There there are relationships that you have to have a hard cut off mm. with, right? Yeah. If it's abusive or if it's toxic to yeah. like like high degree, you've got to just step away. You yeah. got to get out of that. But then there are on the flip side of that a relationship that you want to still invest in, like you are committed to this person. And I love what you said about um, friendship being that honesty and that openness, yeah. right? That that willingness to tell a friend like, hey, that was a real jerk move. Or, yeah. hey, what you just said actually hurt me. You know, mm-hmm. like, or that was very, um, boy, like blatant or rude yeah. or whatever you know yeah <laughs> yeah that's important and so that that is like expressing to them that you care that you value their friendship and that you're committed to their their growth and their well-being right so mm. to me it's like shining a light into like an area of darkness right right like we all have we all have these things that we we know about ourselves things that we don't know about ourselves and we have things that people know about us that mm-hmm. we don't even know as well and yeah. so sometimes it takes like a person being able to say that to you right. or you saying that to a person for that awareness to come right. and then wow then some good work can be done yeah. right then they can like oh if they're if they're willing yeah. they can engage if right? they can recognize the thing or if you right. recognize in yourself what the issue is right yeah. I think yeah. a way that you can say is you got to be honest, open, and transparent. Or, Ooh. for short, hot. So you need, hot. You need to be a hot friend. Yeah. Honest, open, and transparent. I Shout out Mike it. Todd. That's so good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really resonate with what you're saying because, one, you have to be able to be honest mm. with your partner, with your relationship, with your friendship. Yep. And a bigger degree of honesty is you got to be honest with yourself. Like, if you're yeah. the toxic person, be honest with yourself. Do you have issues? It's okay mm. if you have issues. Everybody has issues. I have issues. Yeah. Mike, you might be the only person I know that doesn't have issues. But I'm guessing issues. you got <laughs> issues, right? Like, everybody has issues. If you have issues, it's not something to feel shameful about. It, right. It's just part of being human. We all have things yeah. that we carry that we have trouble with, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that you got to figure out is, like, being honest with yourself. I need help. Yeah. And And... And then also being honest with yourself in the other sense of this relationship, this friendship may not be mm. growing us. It may not be what is building us right now. And that's that's a degree yeah. of honesty that is also hard, also vulnerable, and also difficult, you know? For sure. But really quick, can we talk about the importance of friendship? Like, mm. um, Devin, what's the timestamp, bro? Like, how, how long have we been talking? We're at 45, 45. Nice, bro. Cool. Wow. We've got, we've got a lot of conversation yeah. in here. Yeah. Well, let's just keep going because I want to talk about why a friendship is important. Because we talked, we we talked about mm. um, we know that friendships are important, but we've talked about kind of the toxicity of it and, and mm. what is necessary. But what are some of the growths that you've experienced from friendship? You know, like Man. what what is what does it do for Mike to go out on a bike ride with with? Um, oh man, I'm Casey. You know, like yeah. what what, is, what does that do for your heart? Why is friendship so important? Right. Right. So I, I, I said a little bit already, but, you know, for me being extroverted, it's it's fuel for me. Right. Mm. This is something that energizes me. So connection, connectivity with friends is really important for me. It's good for my 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 soul, yeah. my heart, my well-being. Right. And what I also know about myself is that like exercise and activity is very needed. It uh. helps me feel feel good all around like yeah. mind body spirit you know and so when i'm able to couple those things like oh. time outdoors like like just thinking about you and i like when we are able to go skateboarding together yeah, we're we're continuing to build our relationship we're also doing something that we enjoy yeah. doing i've always i've always this is kind of an aside here but like skateboarding i've always seen that as like 
a creative element of my life. Wow. Right? Like I'm I'm not like musical. I'm not super talented in like a lot of other creative ways. Uh-huh. But like when I get on a skateboard and I go to a new skate park and I begin to like discern like a line, that's you know, where great, I can do this dude. trick there and do that trick there and then put it together. That's like a really creative space that's for me. Sick, so bro. I love that, right? So yeah. back to the main point here. Um, it's good, it's really good for me to do those things, things that I love, connecting with people and doing, you know, like doing it around an activity that I love. Um, Another important thing, like, well, just thinking about something that I've learned from some friendships, Mm -hmm. man, like generosity is such a beautiful element to friendship, you know? Like, um, when you mentioned Casey, like I remember one day uh, we we were biking together and, you know, like when you're doing maybe like a longer distance or longer time, frame like type of sports or activities you gotta you gotta have fuel for that right and Mm -hmm. so there are these like different types of gels and chews and bars that you can have you know like so casey has this like specific brand that he loves and one day he like he told me that he had bought this this kind that he really liked but it was like a a double espresso flavor like you know like i love coffee he loves coffee and he said that this one that he got like when he tried it, it made him gag. Like the flavor was just like the furthest thing from espresso you could possibly have. And he was like, he's like, would you, would you want them? And I was like, yeah. Cause there was like a whole box of them. Yeah. I was like, well, even if For they're free? making me gag, sure. like I'll use them. Like I'll get through them. Right. Like, yeah. so he ended up giving me this box, which I was super appreciative of. And then like a little while later, I forget what it was. There was some type of like, it was not like a birthday, but something a little bit like monumental. Uh-huh. He comes to me one day and he gives me like two boxes of like a really delicious flavor. You know, yeah. like it was like a salted strawberry Ooh. and like a lemon lime one. And I was like, dude, I was just so overwhelmed by the generosity. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that so much about friendship where you can give, you can take, you can receive, you know. And wow. I think that's such a beautiful element, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at the heart of that is like, wow, there's a person that really cares about me. Exactly. There is a person yeah. that was thinking about me when I was thinking about whatever. You right. know, like I it just having that person that kind of will uh yeah, just think about you when, and and offer things to you and just yeah. have someone that has your back. I think that's what it is. That will have your back and will will do what it whatever he needs to or she needs to for their friend like that exactly that is a great feeling bro dude that ties in that's like a a marker for some of my friendships as well is like thoughtfulness yeah right like for me a lot of times like after i hang out with somebody like for instance after you and i go skateboarding a lot of times like i'll be thinking about it Mm -hmm. afterwards yeah and i'll text and i'll be like yo that was a fun session bro i'm so glad we went out so glad we connected and that's just like one additional piece to show like hey that was a really valuable experience for me yeah and i'm still thinking about it right that's great and so i noticed that like thoughtfulness with like certain friends of mine as well where it's like because because i do that like it's a valuable practice for me to do that when i when i receive that i'm like oh man that's a great friend right there yeah you know that's so cool. yeah yeah it kind of ties in i would say like with love languages I don't okay. if you like know much in that realm or listeners do but we each have you know like a certain love language we have a there's a variety of them right mm-hmm. we all need to be fulfilled in in every category but yeah. certain categories are more important than others right see, so yeah. like words of affirmation is really big for me um a physical touch like affection mm-hmm. really big for me as well but like gift giving is one you know yeah. like quality time is another like yeah. those things are all like needed as well like i know i need those things but That's like so truly like the ones that feed me like it talks about having like a love bank and your bank will be full yeah. when you're fed in those specific right. ways yeah that's like we so often we try we try and speak the language that is important to us right so in a relationship for instance a marriage or you know like a boyfriend girlfriend if you're trying to communicate to your partner the love that you want and need yeah it may be different from what they want and need yeah right so it's really important to know like okay what is what is my partner's love language how do i speak to them how do i feel 
their life, their love bank yeah. in a way that's fulfilling to them, right? That's so good. So man. yeah, like as I as I do a lot of premarital counseling, um, I talk about this a ton because I just recently was talking with this couple where um, one of them was saying like, I would just love to have more of this. Like they're expressing that need and they mm-hmm. felt safe in that space to communicate that. Right. And it's like, oh wow. Like the other one is recognizing like, I need to, I need to speak that language. I need to do that wow, more yeah. so that they're fulfilled, right? Yeah. I feel like that was a little bit of a tangent. No, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's good because relationship and friendships, I mean, they're different, but they have similar um, similar components, right? Mm, and mm. you could figure out your bro's love language and yeah. love on your bro. You <laughs> know what bromance. I'm saying? The bromance. The yeah. bromance needs to be real or the <laughs> cis-mance. I don't know how to, sisters. Or, you know, <laughs> cis-mance. Your, 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 your partners, your friends, you know, like. Yeah. It, it's good to figure out how to fulfill them and how to be there for them and mm-hmm. how to love them. And dude, just to affirm, I can't tell you, you, you just put into perspective something really important from our friendship. You do do that. You do text after events. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much that actually does mean to me. Wow. Like that actually does make me feel like, oh man, Mike enjoyed that. I enjoyed that too. Yeah. And it's just this, this unifying thing, you know? Right. And I, I mean, that, that, Take the idea of that, and I think it's important to apply that to your friendships, apply mm. it to your relationships. Figure out your partner or your friends or your, your family members' love language, right? And because yeah. you love them, because you care about them, fi- like fill up their tank, you right, know? Like, right. like for those who like gifts, get them a little chocolate or whatever. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's your, your love language is physical touch, give them a, give them a nice bro hug. Yeah. Sometimes a good bro hug is just... <laughs> everything you need you know totally that, that is so good bro yep bro this is good perspective i i, I really appreciate you have being on this podcast oh, today bro. bro thank you yeah man well dude if you have anything else that you want to share with us before we go it's been so good man it's been really really good. really good conversation it has been i'm, I'm excited it. for people to listen to this one yeah there's some gems on this podcast bro, <laughs> for sure Beautiful, man. all right man well love you bro thanks love for being you, here Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Ultra Modern. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and share this podcast with somebody. This is a very important podcast because I think community and friendship is so important. So share this with somebody. And, yeah, we love you so much. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys later. Peace. Peace.